Ciao from the ancient city of Syracuse. I believe they call it Ortigia. Ortigia. It's amazing. I'm sitting right out in front of the, the cathedral. This place is a ridiculous history. About 500 feet from me is the Temple of Apollo, created in about 600 BC by the Greeks. The, this part of Sicily was owned by the Greeks, Phoenicians, the Carthaginians, the Romans, the Byzantines, the Arab uh, Caliphates. I mean, so much history packed into one place. It's amazing. It's a special, special feeling being in here. Archimedes, the famous mathematician, you probably learned about it in school, uh, lived and, and worked here. So it's amazing. A lot of history but today on your favorite podcast bold perceptions that's the name of this podcast we're bold and we have all these different perceptions jake and george speak about group think they've both been reading the book outwitting the devil by napoleon hill and a big topic that both struck them mainly because they've done it in the past themselves but also what is happening in our current reality especially with social media and politics running rampant, is uh, this idea of groupthink. And man, I had a blast listening to this recording. I want to say, I said it a couple episodes ago about Jake and his progression in the past year and the eight months he's been working for, for Bold Perceptions, um, how much he's you know progressed as a person. It's amazing. But now I'm going to say the same thing about George. I'm very very impressed with him and and how we spoke on this and just uh his energy and i think it's it's amazing i love seeing it i think jake and george are an amazing duo i'm so happy they are a part of this and i think you will get a ton of value from this and it'll make you question if you are group thinking or if you are thinking free thinking independently being your own boss living bold share this episode ciao Bubble Perceptions is back. It's me and Jake. This is becoming a common theme, Jake. Me and you on Zoom. You're looking good. We're abiding quarantine rules. What's not to like about us? <laughs> you look good too, George. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. We're both fresh out of the shower. You know, we're uh, refreshed, vitalized, revitalized, that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So getting right into it, uh, this is kind of an interesting pod me and you happened to be reading the same book, Outwitting the Devil, because, of course, we want to outwit the devil, the Diablo, that is. And you can't spell devil without evil. And I would say, honestly, this entire book is not like a biblical transcript. It's not uh, like a religious book at all. It's more so about the overview of what, uh, of what stops humanity um, from achieving dreams, from being, from being productive, from being confident. Um, and in specific, Napoleon Hill, who was a very renowned, you know, author from his time, he died in the eighties, but he claims to have had kind of an interview with the devil himself, which honestly reading the book and the way it's set up, I kind of believe that maybe he had like an out of worldly experience and actually did if not talking to, you know, the devil had some theoretical conversation with evil itself or, you know, the source of evil. Do you, do you kind of get that vibe here? What do you think? 
Yeah, no, I agree. And it's a really cool way how we set up the book, the conversation interview style with the devil. And I, yeah, I agree. Whether it's like the legit devil, I don't know. It's, it's for you to decide. And I think that's kind of another purpose of the book. But uh, no, it's a great book. Super interesting. And uh, it didn't get released for what? 75 years it sat on the shelf just because it does deal with themes of like religion, school, and how those play a factor. And like you said, it's not like a religious textbook by any means. It's more so about how the devil gains control of you through yourself and others and like the habits and whatnot that you have. So reading this book now is kind of trippy because it really fits into today's day and age really well. I think it was released like 10 years ago. And in the book I have, the person that actually went and released it made annotations in it. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure you have the same one. That's, that's the one that's out. And it, he's relating it to the time around the Great Recession back in 2008. So it, it, it has relatable in any time, it seems like, uh, just when there's turbulence in the world. Yeah, no, and that's what's cool about it. Like, it's not a book. So I got it right here. It was a work published in, it was written in 38. 1938 not 1838 of course but 1938 and it was uh considered just straight up too controversial to be published in its era um and it describes the author in this biography or this quick little summary as uh mr earthbound which is napoleon hill and the devil is described here as our inner dark self and basically i think he's trying to say throughout this book that the devil and evil this is going to freak everybody out yes but it resides in yourself it lives in yourself it's the limitation you know limiting beliefs and what well he said it really good in the book and it made a lot of sense to me is that when you look at like atoms they have positive negative and neutral charges so the negative charge in each thing is the devil so the devil is in everything is basically what he was saying I mean, it's, and they, I think the devil himself in the conversation with Napoleon Hill said he is part of everything as well. So it's like the duality of life, evil. Duality, nice, nice. <laughs> so why don't you tell them what like topic we're going to dive into? Because well, what we're going to do is we're going to do like a mini series on the book, but not like book recaps or whatnot, but like themes from the book because there's a lot of good ones. I know before I even talked to George about doing this, I had certain themes that I already wanted to talk about on the podcast and so did he. So we thought might as well make a mini series for him. So George, this is the one you really wanted and I agree it's a great one for today. So why don't you kind of introduce it? Yeah. So, and like I was saying, he, Napoleon Hill, Mr. Earthbound in this example had this like out of worldly experience where he had an interview with the devil. And it's important to note, again, the devil is not like this Madden team logo where it's a red guy with a pitchfork and horns, okay? It's not, you know, it's not the devil and, you know, in everybody's common perception of it, but it's kind of the root of evil. And this root of evil, the devil, said that he has a few different tricks to get people on earth under his reign or on the dark side. And the one I wanted to do today with you was um, getting people it revolves around getting people to group think or in other terms, other words, just lose their individual thought. Think with the crowd, think with society, think with the mass populations, 
and just really lose all individual thought, not be able to, you know, sit there, diagnose a problem and then say, wait, why is this a problem? Right? Like, you know what I mean, Jake? Like we've been tossing around the term group think a lot. Yeah. It's like, the, sorry, my neighbor just like started mowing his lawn. Um, so basically what it is, is uh, like the inability. Can you hear the, can you hear the lawnmower pretty loud? No, I can't hear it at all. So I think that might be a figment of your imagination. The devil's trying to stop you from doing this podcast. Exactly. So no, basically it's like the inability to think for yourself and have the influence of what the popular opinion is influence yours. And I mean, with social media and everything today, that's obviously very prevalent. It's easy to kind of conform and go with the crowd because I mean, in today's day and age, you get like ostracized, canceled. If you say anything that kind of goes against that group think, if you have dissenting opinions and they get shut down so quick nowadays, but that's not the point of this. So um, yeah, that's basically, that's a good summary of it. And he had a really good quote in there, like why it plays, why the devil uses groupthink as a means to take control. Yeah, no, I got it here. And that was uh, those who do little or no thinking for themselves are drifters. And he says a drifter is one who permits himself to be influenced and controlled by circumstances outside of his own mind. So basically the circumstances out of your own mind here is like you're saying, social media, uh, mass media, your friend's general opinion or you know thoughts on something, uh, your parents, uh, past experiences, uh, your upbringing, your childhood, whatever. It's basically brainwashing, right? It's being brainwashed. Yeah. When I, what is it like if, what did your parents always used to say? If so-and-so jumped off the bridge, would you do it? Like that's a prime example at a young age of groupthink and following the crowd. Yeah, and I mean, then you look, you go and watch like interviews of really successful people or whatever, or podcasts, whatnot, and they all kind of say the same thing. It's all about like getting an idea and not letting other people like deter you from going on the path to finding success within that idea pretty much. And um, I mean, the world's full of that, right? Like if you come up with an idea uh, on how to get rich, we'll say. And then you, you're really, you know, persistent for a couple of days. You have a ton of motivation and then outside influences, your friend saying, what the hell is this? Isn't going to work. Um, you know, maybe starts raining or something. You're like, oh shit, I'm going to make an excuse. I'm not going to go outside and think about how to do this or whatever it is. I mean, the world's full of obstacles and oftentimes there's obstacles that come along like right before you're actually going to be able to pull this off or like, really drill this idea home or create the business or ask this girl out or like start working out or whatever your new year's resolution in, ter in that terms may be. And I just think it's interesting how, you know, the devil and this book confesses that weapon he uses to get people under, you know, that realm of influence by him. Well, yeah, it makes sense too, because I, I was thinking actually yesterday, I just had this thought. I was like, everybody, like their uniqueness is what makes them them and what makes them different, I guess. And that's where, you know, you, innovations happen, creations happen, artistic expression happens, new thoughts and ideas happen. And so if you want, if you're living in a country where like right now stuff is being suppressed and the truth is being suppressed and they want us all to kind of conform 
into this one kind of movement thinking wise it makes sense that you want to shut down individual thought right away and make popular think the way to go because like you said it does brainwash and then you're not thinking for yourself so they're making decisions for you right no and he brings it up like in the schooling system we have right now so this is a weird example that stuck with me he said basically kid starts out going to school he's all spry he's pumped or she and whenever a teacher like in kindergarten or preschool early on asks a question asks a question sorry the all the kids hands shoot up and they all want to give their opinion and then eventually as he gets older uh, his peers start making fun of him for participating or her uh, the teachers are like nope that's wrong you get punished for having the wrong answer you get like you you start to feel stupid for participating and basically if you don't have like the correct politically correct answer or take or opinion on anything it's looked at as bad basically and that was one of the reasons this book could not be published because napoleon hill kind of rips into the schooling system basically and says yeah this is totally wrong this is not how you want to be teaching your kids and upbringing the population the next gen you know yeah and he also included religion in on that which in the 30s you can't really criticize as a big deal so that was another reason it didn't come up but yeah I think school is a perfect example of group thinking. It almost like teaches you to group think. And that's, I mean, that seems to be the premise to conform to those around you, to conform to the school, school pride, everything. It's just to make this single way of thinking where your opinion, your thoughts aren't really important and they're not necessary. You don't, you're not going to like create an answer almost, or you're going to find the answer, put it down on the sheet of paper. And then, like you said, I think the great example is in, for my personal experience too, is in school participation, one, kind of feeling like a loser, almost or trying too hard. And then two, getting the answer wrong. I mean, it's a perfect, perfect example. Yeah, no, like you feel like that. I think anybody can relate to that. Like, if you are participating in class or you're quote unquote being a tryhard, like that's clearly like frowned upon by the masses. Like you're not cool if you're trying or like, and I mean, it's funny cause like all the nerds that actually do try quote unquote nerds, those are the people that always grow up to be the most successful. Like it's just, it's obvious. That's what it is. Like it's the mass population, whether they're jealous or they want to feel the need to fit in by calling kids losers and run with the main crowd or whatever. I mean, it's just kind of clear that's what group thinking is in a nutshell, in the schooling system example, at least. Isn't it just like so backwards? A lot of the group thinking things are very backwards like that. Uh, shouldn't you want to try? Shouldn't that, I mean, obviously, like be the goal to try, to do well, to participate, to be a part of it? Isn't that like, and it's just funny how a lot of the group think things almost influence bad habits. Yes. No, exactly. I mean, it's not like you and me were trying very hard in high school, like, you know, scratching at the surface to be participants in class. Like we kind of fell into that. And um, looking back, I just, if I had the knowledge now, like it'd be way different. I think I group think, but I don't know. I mean, this book opened my eyes to that. And obviously right now with what's going on in the country, you almost will get ridiculed. You will get ridiculed if you have a belief that's against, you know, the masses on Twitter 
or all the tweets with like 250k retweets if you're speaking out against that you're like oh this guy's a dumbass like they'll call you out they'll they'll try to suppress your opinion and um I mean it's just it's the loss of creative thought and individual thought it is yeah and I think I mean a prime example right now and and it might even be controversial to say is the BLM movement like obviously the people in the movement and the ideas behind it are good but when you go to like the BLM um, page like their website some of their goals are like destroying the nuclear family so that means getting rid of the two-parent household which I mean the statistics show that two-parent households the kid is enormously more likely to succeed and so you're seeing things like that where your people are trying to point that out about the Black Lives Matter. But I mean, in the populace right now, it's so ingrained that this movement is it's not about what they actually have on their website and what people, most people think it is. But when you point it out, it's the group think attacks you and you can't. So it's right now is a perfect example of what's going on with group think, in my opinion. No, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of manipulation going on by the media. Um, whether you want to admit it or not on both sides of the spectrum, by the way, it's not just like against BLM or against Trump or whatever you're going to say the opposition is. I'm glad you said that. That's true. Cause you look at like a bunch of Trump supporters and they agree with everything he does. Like you can't criticize the man. So it, go, it goes both ways. No, it does. And that's with everything. Like it's not only with politics, it's just about everything in life. I mean, I know you have more examples. You're kind of, You've been tuned into this quite a bit, I feel like. Yeah. And another big group think institution right now too is colleges. I know a lot of people are a lot of conservatives at least are voicing their opinion on that. And I mean you look at it and every teacher leans left is democratic liberal. And so you just get the same ideas in the college. And that's what college used to be like so big on is going there and hearing all these new ideas from all these different places. And now you go to college, you hear the same ideas, same thoughts. And it's, it's, you can tell with the young kids why they all lean a certain way, left or right. And it's because they're all going to these institutions and when they come out of them, it's like they've been all told the exact same thing over and over and over again. And so colleges right now are a huge, huge example of groupthink. Yes, no, I agree. And so I'm looking up groupthink on Google right now, which by the way, I mean, Google, <laughs> whoever runs Google, that's not like it's run by somebody that's black and white good. Like Google is like whoever runs the information that is given to us based off a quick search. That's not like that's like an otherworldly knowledgeable person, whoever's at the top. I mean, Google's another example, like the internet gets you to groupthink, right? Like the internet is bait. It's what people want you to see or the internet wants you to see. Yeah. Like Twitter is just all groupthink. We, we, you know, we've said that. And so I don't know. I just think I, what are ways that people can take a step back and realize that they're group thinking or realize that, Hey, my influ or my opinion is being influenced from outside sources. Like how can people recognize that? Do you have any ideas? Yes, that's a good question. And I'd honestly just say, and I'm no master or guru on this, but like, honestly, just exercise your individual thoughts, step back, 
look at, you know, both sides of the story. I don't want to say fact check because that's become such a political term these days, but like consider both sides. I mean, you don't want to read one thing and completely believe it. Right. So consider both sides, read a bunch of stuff, form your own opinion, align it with your own values. Look at what your values are and ask yourself why they are that way. Is it because of something you were taught in the past? Right. Like it's all, it all comes down to what you as an individual thinks about a topic and it doesn't need to be completely on one side of the spectrum of an issue. Right. I know the political thing is like the biggest example we have right now, but this goes for anything. Um, like, I don't know, dating or playing a sport or life, like how you live your life, how you decide to go about it. Do you decide to try something on your own and create your own lane? Or do you jump into the nine to five? Do you, it, honestly, it affects all different paths in your life. Yeah, no, it's just meant to suppress your creativity and your beliefs, really. So just, I would say in terms of that group thinking, just take everybody else's opinion out of it. I mean, listen to them, listen to both sides, right? And I mean, hear them out. There's logic to everything on both sides, right and wrong. But take it all in and kind of chop it up, get down to the nitty gritty of what they're trying to say. And I would just say, make your own decisions. Simply put, like if your best friends think one thing, acknowledge that if your families think one thing acknowledge that and yes they may be big influences in your life but weigh that in your mind like sit there and say okay yes i acknowledge that i spend a lot of time with these people they're very like me but in this circumstance and in this opinion are they swaying me or is this what i actually think right i think it's just all about just chopping it up and getting down to the basics of what you think I agree. And I would almost go as far and even say this, that like groupthink is a way for other people to live your life and make your choices. And so, and just like the simplest terms possible, I'd say it's just start living your own life. And then with it will come your own decisions, your own outlooks, your own opinions. And I think it's that simple. I, I mean, it's easier said than done. How do you start living your own life? I mean, just start, consciously making when you're making decisions throughout the day don't be on such autopilot and i think that's what it is a lot of us are just on autopilot throughout the day and it's like we're being directed towards different things and different ideas like and we're pushed towards those rather than coming up with our own path coming up with our own opinions and whatnot so that's what i would say is stop living on autopilot so Start being more aware of your surroundings, be more aware of what's going on, be more, just more awareness. And then that way you're actually starting to take control of your life and live in your own life. I think that's the biggest way to avoid the term groupthink. Groupthink is such a buzzword. It's funny, but no, honestly, like if it was your last day on earth and somebody told you, okay, this is your last day. Anything you do, nobody's going to find out. What would you do? Like, what makes you happy? Who would you want to hang out with? I mean, is there any, if they told you express any opinions you want, it's all going to get deleted, so to speak, in uh, the history browser of the universe. Really sit there and think, okay, what makes me happy? What do I actually think? I'm not going to get ridiculed. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to die tomorrow. What would you do? What would you say? Um, I mean, I think it comes down to that. Just don't think about the long-term you know, ramifications of it, 
like whatever you want to do and whatever you want to think, say, look like, dress like, whatever you want to, well, I don't know. I mean, to an extent, you don't like some things you got to think about the long term. Like, for instance, like me doing drugs, like, okay. I, that, honestly, that too is groupthink in some ways. Like, I was influenced by music and all that stuff. But, I mean, to an extent, like, live it like your last day. Don't go out, like, killing well, people. Well, don't, don't burn down, you know, your mom's house, right? Don't do anything rash. I mean, that's that's a little <laughs> that's a little off the rails. <laughs> Damn the rails. But don't let – my main point is just whatever you want to do that's – not absolutely menacing to society why not do it if it makes you happy preferably that it's like good for you too yes okay so i'll say this instead of one day left where you're gonna go hog wild because you know nothing matters just think about if you were like retired and you had unlimited money for a week or a month like what would you do or just like really internalize that this is your one life your one chance you're gonna die someday time moves really fast especially I don't know. There's something going on in the world right now because time is going unbelievably fast. We're already more than halfway done with 2020. And so this isn't going to last forever. You got to, at some point or another, it's like, all right, I'm going to make my life my own. I'm going to do my what I want to do. I'm going to live how I want to live. Or you're just going to stay in the same passive autopilot state. That's, yeah, you that's what I would say. No, yeah. And getting back to like the beginning of something, like a creative thought you have or like something you'd want to do or like a business you'd want to make. I mean, life's, life's going to throw you obstacles and your friends are going to, you know, rip you apart. It's just what's going to happen. And a lot of that, like on the other, pre, on the other people's note, on their, you know, opinions, I mean, that could come from a place of insecurity, right? They could be jealous that you have the guts to go and try to do something or go against the grain, or maybe it makes them uncomfortable that you're willing to you know, put yourself out there like that. And then they'll end up ripping you. And then, you know, it's so easy to be negative. Other people will pile on and that's just what society does. I've listened to a lot of stuff. Like it's way easier to be negative and critique than like stand up for something that you are passionate about and want to make happen. It's just like the natural human condition. It's easier to let the majority make your opinion for you and so you don't get criticized or yelled at or have confrontation or even have just a difficult discussion where people come together and talk. I mean, that that could be another thing is just people don't are lazy and just don't care to really take life in their own hands. We've, been, I've, we've just been so conditioned to live on autopilot and for people to do things for us and through school too you're just on so autopilot just to not really do you and i think people need to take more time out of their day to focus on things they want to focus on their self to focus on their minds their bodies their health and then like i said before it's just becoming more aware of what's going on around you and you know from there it's making your own decisions creating your own path and that kind of just dissolves group thinking because you're working on yourself you're focused on yourself you're not focused on what they're saying who they're critiquing and that's all it, it just comes down to self-focus and worrying about yourself and 
No, and yeah, Jake, that reminds me. So whenever you hear a quote from somebody on their literal deathbed and like what their advice is or what they would change about their lives or what they do different, it's literally always in the same bucket. It's always like take advantage of the day. Take advantage of your time. Do what you want to do. Go for your dream. Go for your big idea. Don't live on autopilot. Don't just waste time, just like you're saying, on autopilot, fitting in. Like, don't like live to fit in. That's what it is. Yeah. And then you'll notice once you start, stop trying to fit in and start doing your own thing. You'll start drawing people to you with the same type of energy. I've noticed doing that with this podcast is it just brings you in contact with like-minded people. And so I think that's a, it's crazy how energy draws towards each other and similar minded people attract. And it's just, it's a really crazy thing. And it's an amazing thing. Oh, it is. And earlier you referenced uh, doing drugs. I just want to point out that we just literally dropped a podcast celebrating your one year sobriety. So I'm not saying, I want people to know that Jake's not sitting here doing drugs as we record this right now. They may toss your opinion out. Thank you for clarifying that. Just to clarify, just a quick author's note. But Terry, I'm sorry. Oh, you're muted. My bad. Um, But no, yeah, we were, uh, we were talking about that on your podcast, like where we were celebrating your sobriety. Like you reached a point where, you wanted to get sober for yourself. And if you kept just group thinking and going with the friends you were around and the influences around you, you would have been trapped in drugs forever, right? Like, and led down a terrible path. And then you realize, holy shit, this is my life. What am I doing? I'm wasting it. I'm not, I'm waking up and I'm literally on autopilot trying to get drugs. Like I'm not doing anything productive. I'm not making meaningful relationships. I'm just like stuck. And I feel like I'm obviously, I'm obviously not saying you group think you're going to be addicted to drugs, but you can't just waste your days away just because people around you are negative influences and like bullying you for a lack of a better word into doing what they do. Yeah. Well, I mean like the biggest, the biggest reason or the, yeah, the biggest reason that this time I was able to get off drugs compared to other times was I started changing who I was around and so I wasn't, you know, hearing people talk about drugs all the time, doing drugs, being around drugs. And so my thinking, I wasn't group thinking about drugs anymore. My thinking changed. My, pers- my Yeah, it literally changed my perspective of life because my perspective before was, and this is almost kind of normal, it got really normalized to me being around all these people every day, doing whatever. And then getting around it, I realized, you know, how out of touch that is and how just <laughs> not good that is. So doing drugs yeah was uh was group thinking it was because i was being influenced by others i wasn't thinking for myself and so once i finally started getting away from those people and focusing on myself was when i actually was able to keep my sobriety compared to the 25 other times i tried to quit and yeah like so that's obviously a bad habit right like it's not good for your health but even on the other side of things if you like suddenly get an urge to like get really into like lifting weights or really into, you know, eating healthy, even though that's a, you know, a positive, healthy practice, there's literally always going to be the opposition saying, Oh my God, you're a meathead. Oh my God. Like you're so different now. Like what the hell? Like, yeah, no, there's just always people on the other side 
I hate to use the word haters. It's just so cliche and I don't know. I just don't like it, but there literally will always be haters. And most of the time the haters are on the wrong side of, you know, they're on the wrong side. And in short, like, for example, if, uh, if you want to start eating healthy and whatnot, there's going to be always like a pack of people that are afraid to make a positive change saying, Oh, like this is so much better eating Twinkies. Like, Oh, he's, he's so like, he's so weird. He's so annoying. He's, uh, like, that's just weird. You know what I mean? Like they'll always find some reason to critique you if you want to make a positive change. Yep. And it's just cause they're scared to do it. They're scared. You're going to leave them behind. You're going to continue forward with your life and they're going to be stuck back here doing the same shit. So you just, you honestly just can't listen to those people. Get rid of those people out of your life. There's no positives for having them around. Right. Cause I mean, humans change. Like it's simple as that. And uh, I mean, I've been in situations before where I wanted to take pride in like never changing, right? And always just like thinking I was right early on, like this is who I'm gonna be no matter what, I'm not gonna like ditch these people that think this. But then as you get older, your brain develops, um, you have different interests, you have different motives, and you just can't be scared to shed a layer basically. You can't be scared to shed your old snakeskin as Allie, the psychic tells us, um, and go through like a death cycle, a, a self death cycle. Like, you're always evolving and changing as a human. I mean, you think like Elon Musk got to where he was by believing whatever he believed when he was eight, 17. Like, it's just, it's just a fact. Like you're going to piss people off no matter what you do. You can't try to people please and group think buzzword is group think. <laughs> I think you said it really good there, George. I agree with everything. And uh, I just think groupthink is very, very, very prevalent today. And it's it's time to start for each of us to start thinking for ourselves and making our own paths and carving our own ways. Yeah, no, and the other thing is people listening right now, maybe they're thinking, oh, like, they hate society. They hate the norms. They hate the general consensus. They're against this. They're against that. That's just not true. Like simply step back and really evaluate why you are where you are. Are you bitter that you're at this point in your life? Well, you have the power to change that. Um, and I would say, look who you're hanging out with. Look what you're doing every day. Don't feel sorry for you, for yourself and then jump on the negativity train, right? Like don't, don't fit in and go on autopilot just because you're pissed off yeah. about where your life is. Real quick, I actually, I just thought of something. Um, so people always wonder, like, how – or they, they always say, if I lived back in Nazi Germany, I would have never, never committed those acts. I would have been against it. And there was this one study done called the Stanford Prison Experience or something like that. It's, a, it's on Netflix. There's a movie about it. It's really interesting. And they take these kids from um, both from the same class, take kids from the same class and put, make half of them prisoners and half of them prison guards. And eventually, to, make, to sum it up shortly, they had to cancel the experiment halfway through because it got so bad and the guards were treating the prisoners so poorly and it was like human rights violations. And so... And these kids were friends like two weeks before, but that just shows like the power of a collective thinking and influences from society and what they can do. And so that just shows how powerful 
that sort of stuff is. If it can make normal same people commit the atrocities that Nazi Germany committed during World War II, it can sway your decision to eat healthy or not healthy. It's that simple. Yeah, no, that's a perfect example. That whole study is a perfect example. I go, I would go look that up if I were you guys, honestly. It's just a nice little uh, piece of homework. There's a, a movie on Netflix, so just go check it out. There's a movie on Netflix? With the, yeah, the Stanford Prison Experiment. They made a, a movie about it. Just explain oh. it. It's on Netflix. It's interesting. It's a good. It's a really good movie, and you see just like how much this job and their status situations in within that prison like affected them, the way they thought, the way they acted, everything. And that kind of, I mean, in the end, that all ties back to human biology and why we feel inclined to join the crowd, basically, right? Like group think. I think. I mean, we've probably said it. How many times do you think we've said group think on this podcast? A lot. <laughs> Way too much. I hope you're not playing a drinking game to that, but otherwise you probably wouldn't be with us right now at this point. So <laughs> all those who are not at the end of this podcast right now because you're not playing a drinking game, thank you. Thank you very much. But honestly, we'll be back, Jake. I just thought this one would be a, a good start for this book because I feel like this has opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure as we finish this book, it's going to be even more eye-opening as we go along. Yeah, I'm excited to finish the book and record the uh, next few podcasts that go with it. And for everybody listening, honestly, go go check the book out. Go give the book a read. It's this makes it, it's it points things out in such in such simple terms that they just like really makes sense i feel like i had just had an epiphany after epiphany reading that book and so go check it out go get it it's on amazon that i got it at barnes and noble outwitting the devil by napoleon hill yes i agree and i think i'm just gonna shut my laptop now and just finish the book because i need more epiphanies in my life so thank you for joining us today everybody we got we actually got quite a few good recordings coming up so hang in there and we will see you next time. Thank you, guys.